0: Hello, Horror Nights in Family, and welcome to the first story from Whisper Down the Alley. I will be reading a scary story every Friday night in October in preparation for Halloween. I hope you are home listening to the story with your headphones in, under a cozy blanket, and drinking something warm. 10 points extra if it's raining outside, but don't worry. Let me set the mood and listen closely as I tell you the story of The Missing Sister. It was supposed to be a fun, happy, reminiscing on old times. It wasn't supposed to end in a missing woman in bloodshed. To this day, I still have no idea what happened. I guess I should start off by telling you that I'm not a religious person. I never was, but what I saw in those woods was something I'm not sure I can explain with rational human words. I'll go back to the beginning so you can understand properly. It was October, and it was finally starting to get a little colder outside. I was working as always and got a text to my phone and saw it was a group chat with my friends from college. But not just any friends, my sorority sisters. Thick as thieves back then, but now with marriages and babies, we drifted apart. Well, marriages and babies for them. I kept to myself once the failed relationships were too much for me and they yearned to be a mother never came. I knew I felt more myself when I was alone, but that's not the reason for this story. The text was a happy, cheerful one from Sarah, the born-again Christian who met her husband in college and quickly got married and had three kids. She wanted us to get together for a camping trip the following weekend, and I felt my fingers reply back to say, no, I'm busy, but I stopped. I wanted to see what the others would say, first, and then I would decide. We all had tried to stay in touch, but as I said, life gets in the way. I heard the ding go off again and again, and silenced my phone, and ignored them. I was busy and would decide later, but then my phone started ringing, and it was Sarah. I rolled my eyes, but I did answer. By the end of the 10-minute chat, I was suckered into the camping trip that all my sorority sisters would also be attending. I won't bore you with the details of walking through the thick woods, setting up camp, and awkward conversations. You came here from the story that made headlines for weeks all over the world. I should also tell you that I am a light sleeper and battled insomnia through college, and even now... I had woken up to someone talking the second night we were there, and it sounded strange. I recognized Sarah's voice, but not the other voice. It was a muffled, deep voice. I crept out of my sleeping bag and peered into the darkness. I saw the outline of Sarah, and something else. It was tall, almost double Sarah's size, and had a strange glowing outline, and it had wings. These huge wings that stretched up over its head and down to its feet. It it didn't look human. It looked like a tall white creature with no hair and eyes like slits and long fingernails. I tried to listen to what they were saying, but I couldn't understand the words. Now, after talking to too many priests to remember, I guess they were speaking in tongues. I continued to watch and listen as Sarah's voice was getting rushed and she sounded panicked. I didn't know what to do. I stood frozen, watching, whatever it was that was talking to her. And then it got quiet. And Sarah nodded. And the thing turned. And it looked right at me. I panicked and ran. I had no idea where I was going, but I felt into my gut that I needed to get away from this thing and from Sarah. I ran until it was quiet and all I could hear was my own heartbeat thumping in my ears and then I heard it, screaming. My friends were screaming. I was frozen again, scared out of my mind but then the screaming stopped as soon as it started. I didn't move. It was quiet. I heard nothing now. It was hours until I could move again. I saw the first creep of light peeking through the trees and could make out the shapes of them in front of me. My eyes were strained and tired from being so alert for so long. I didn't have my phone and was petrified of what I would see if I would even find the campsite. I took one step, and then another. It was still so eerily quiet, I I couldn't even hear animals, just my own footsteps echoing around me. I walked for what felt like forever until I saw the outline of our campsite. The sight of the campsite was nothing I could ever forget. It's etched into my brain and whenever I close my eyes, our tents were bent in awkward angles, our things spread all over the ground, ripped apart in blood, so much blood, and in the middle was Sarah on her knees and her head hung in prayer. She was covered in blood too. I took one more step and a twig snapped under my foot and her head snapped to me in an unhuman way and her eyes, her eyes are black and she screamed, a scream that rang in my ears. That was the last thing I remembered and then I woke up in a hospital bed, alone. The next weeks were a blur of police, detectives, and doctors. I told them all the same thing. I woke up In the night to use the bathroom, I got lost and came back to see everyone dead and Sarah missing. I lied. I knew I couldn't tell the truth because I'd probably locked up in a psych ward for the rest of my life. From what I was able to get from the police, the crime scene was one of the most brutal they had ever seen. Body parts found miles from the campground scattered throughout the trees and the ground. Bodies with claw marks and teeth marks. The police finally closed the case and said they were killed by animals and I just got lucky. As for Sarah, she's still missing. No clues are found that she was even there with us. This was 20 years ago now. I became a shell of who I used to be. I stay inside my house unless it's to talk to a priest or some religious figure who might not know the story of the campsite massacre because it was so long ago. I also change the details of my story, citing I saw something I couldn't explain, and then I describe the thing I saw in the woods that night. Some of them say I saw an angel of God, a miracle that should be celebrated. They recite passages from the Bible and gave me books to read about faith. They tell me stories of others who have also seen angels and were terrified until they found their faith. But I don't believe any of that. What I saw was not some angel or a miracle. That thing killed people and took Sarah. My story has been told over and over again by reporters and true crime journalists, but never by me. People theorizing that I killed my friends and got away with it and am holding Sarah captive, or that Sarah and I were in on it together and she changed her identity and fled the country, and I stayed because of my guilt and to plead my innocence." I will probably never know what I saw in those woods and will never have answers, but I am sick of keeping my mouth shut. I'm not sure who you are or why you're listening to my story, but maybe this will bring me some peace. Maybe you think I'm crazy, but I don't really care, and I don't have anything else to say. Well, there you have it. The first story of a whisper down the alley. Thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for my next episode. New episodes of whisper down the alley drop every single Friday in October. And thank you for being here. Also, be sure to tune into my main podcast where I talk about horror movies, the good, the bad, the new, and the old, with new episodes every Monday. And remember to stay safe and stay spooky. Also, you can follow me on all my social media if you feel like it. Bye.